Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And to say it's been a while since I've been this excited about an app, um, a web app, would it, it would not be an understatement, you guys. I'm really excited today. I have Benjamin Dell from Missing Letter on the show today. Ben, thanks so much for joining My me. My pleasure. My pleasure. And I should have asked you, do you prefer Ben or Benjamin? So I... I've always felt that I've spoke. There's a backstory here. I've always felt that I've spoken very quickly. <laughs> um, so whenever I introduce myself formally, it's always Benjamin. Um, but that's just to make it a slightly longer word that doesn't merge into my second name too too easily. So Ben is the best one, but Benjamin, if I'm trying to be formal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It's kind of funny when somebody calls me Kimberly. I'm all, ah, you can just call me Kimberly. <laughs> I feel like my parents are talking to me. Um, okay, so, you know, as much as I would love to dive straight into Missing Letter, I'm sort of a fiend about the little bit of a backstory. So I'd love to know what led you here, like a little bit of your story and and what brought you to develop Missing cool. Letter. Yeah, so with every good story, it starts from a, from a pain point um, and a point of frustration, and that was no different with ours. So I, I've been running a web agency for the last um, God, 10 years, I think. Um, and during that time, we've, we've helped a, a load of customers um, launch their own web apps and, and websites or whatever it might be. And we've also launched our own products as well. And something that we found quite common as a theme was that whether it was us or our clients, we were all creating blog posts here and there. And yet we would kind of think, write it and people will come. Um, and that's enough. But, but as, we, as we sort of quickly learned, it's, it's, it's never enough just to write something and assume that people will come and um, read what, what you're writing. Um, and then it dawned on me that it's fundamentally simple to market your blog post. But the reason most of us fail is because we're human. We, we forget to follow up on things. That's the really, really basic things like, um, you know, tweeting about it the day that you've, pu- you've published your blog post and then following up a week later and perhaps doing it again at sort of six months in to sort of engage with your new followers. I mean, these are really common sense, simple things, but because it requires a bit of a habit, what I learned and found through the years, both with ourselves, as I said, and with our clients as well, was that we're almost always failing at the first hurdle. We, we just literally forgot to follow through. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the sort of the primary pain point. And it sort of made us realize that if we could do something clever and automated and, and of course, natural with the, with, with the content that we've already spent and invested our time in writing, uh, in a way that it then creates a whole sequence of content and does all that sort of clever stuff on the back of it, then God, that would save a lot of time and it would actually help us market um, uh, our, and, and promote our, our content. And so that's where it started from. I, I love that. You know, what's funny is I was horrible about promoting my own stuff and it wasn't really until this is going into year nine for me. And I would say, you know, when I launched the podcast a few years ago, it was like, Oh, okay. You got to keep this promotion thing consistent. And it's, it's so true. It's those consistent habits that make the biggest difference. So the thing is, and I'm going to have you describe missing letter, but I do want to give a little bit of a, a little synopsis for my audience because 
I, I found this, um, a friend of mine came across it and I don't remember exactly where she came across it. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. It's funny. I didn't dive in enough. And I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. So it was one of those, you know, I left, I left the browser tab open to go back to it. And I'm kind of a, a nap sumo troll because I love the oh lifetime deals, <laughs> but it's, Right. You know, and so, and then I was like, oh my gosh, missing letters on here. So I grabbed it. The second I got in there and grasped what it did, I was, I was like, this is a game changer. This is such a game changer. And I, I did a recent, um, I emailed my audience. I did a little video and then I, I do a lot of my, my daily emails goes blog posts too. And I thought, Oh my God, I, I totally found these little hacks for it. And I'll tell you those, but not, not for the tool, but what else I can do with the tool in addition to the scheduling and stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, I want people to understand like, this is, you know, there's a lot, I am such a nut about software and apps and things that'll make things easier. I try to stay focused in terms of how can I get more leverage from what I'm doing, which is exactly what this does. But I think you'll do it better justice, even though I'm really excited about it. Um, so can you explain to the audience first? So I think maybe one, one way to look at this is that, you know, any, any, in my opinion, any, any good app out there or service out there should kind of give you a bit of a superpower. Um, and that's kind of the philosophy that, that we built Missing Letter on right from the beginning. It should give you that sense that you are more effective and, and, and more efficient um, and, and hopefully you're saving money and all those sorts of things as well, just by using the tool. And so that's the kind of the, the essence. So how it works? Well, you you publish your blog posts um, as you would normally. Um, what we're doing in the background, we're, we're monitoring your blog, literally in the background as, as, as you're asleep and everything else. Um, when you next publish a blog post, we detect that. And within about 30 minutes, you'll get an automated email from us saying that we've created a brand new drip marketing campaign for you that will be spread out over a 12-month period. And you then click the link in the email that takes you through to Missing Letter to, to the site. Uh, and from there, you can then review um, the content that we've um, suggested for you. And what's kind of cool about that is that what we've, what we've basically done in that short period is we've taken, we've analyzed and taken the, the content, the blog post content that you've already written. And we've worked out what we think might be some interesting quotes, phrases, sentences, we, we, we work out some recommended hashtags for you. We'll extract images that you've put in there yourself. And we'll also create quote style um, branded images for you as well using your own um, content. And so we've pulled all this sort of content together and all these suggestions. And then we've turned it into a sequence of um, social content that we, you know, we can refer to as a, as a drip marketing campaign. And that's what you're then reviewing within minutes of having published your blog post. And so whether you like our suggestions or not, you can cycle through different suggestions. You can edit to the, you know, granularly if you need to. Um, and it, it, you know, on, 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 on balance, it should take you two or three minutes to, to review a campaign. Once you're happy with it, you click approve. And what that's, that's then doing is it's locking it into your, into your account and whichever social accounts you've linked. So we're currently live with Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and very, very soon Facebook as well. Um, it then starts distributing to those social networks for you spread out over a 12 month period. But the important thing about that, because we, we're all hopefully familiar with Buffer and Hootsuite and scheduling is scheduling. Um, but there's two really, really important things that Missing Letter does. One is the obvious thing that it, 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 it takes your content and creates social content for you using that. Um, but it does it in a natural, non-spammy way, because what we definitely don't want to do is turn you into a super powered spammer. We want to turn you into a super powered 
marketer, someone who is passionate about the subject that they already talk about and is helping you um, market it and get it in front of your, 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 your audience in a much more effective and natural way. Um, so you might think that a single campaign should, you know, that, that the last 12 months should actually start sending out a huge amount of content because it's such a long time frame. But actually what we've worked out that if you send out a fewer, you know, a smaller amount of content, but spread out evenly, um, it, it can be it can be received in a much more natural way, and ultimately your your audience will will engage with it more effectively. So each of our campaigns is it's literally only nine pieces of content: day zero, three, fourteen, and it spreads out a little bit more um, as you go through the year. Um, but what you'll start seeing is as you start publishing new blog posts and public and then improving new campaigns, you get these campaigns stacking up and and working in sequence. And so your entire calendar year and beyond starts getting filled up with with naturally written, um, engaging bits of social content that's that's going to engage with your audience and, and not put them off. Um, so that's it in a nutshell. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background, and there's a lot of stuff you can customize. Um, but that's primarily what it does. That's the long answer, by the way. <laughs> well, you know what? It's let me just tell you. So I, I've got two sites in there. One ha is new uh, for a web app actually I'm, work I'm working on, and the other one. Um, is my primary domain, the WordPress chick. So I, I set it up, I add it, and I was like, wow, you've got 440 <laughs> campaigns to review. And and some of it, of course, is I, – I love it because – and it's like I know that it's limited and we can talk about pricing and packages and stuff, but it, it, in terms of how many campaigns you can create a week, and I would assume part of that besides whether, you know, understanding a cost factor on that, um, but is, again, so you don't look really spammy. And so a couple things. So if I can share sort of my experience oh. and then just jump in, Ben, because, and, and, you know, correct me or whatever. But so it's like I go in and I looked at, and, and I will tell everybody every single time because I, I publish a lot of content. Um, I do these daily emails and if it's relevant, I will create a blog post with it. So. I've kind of been on a roll this week every day. Hello, I get this message from missing letter that there's a new campaign for me to review, which is friggin' gold. And it's funny because I I use CoSchedule as an editorial calendar and then I've got the sharing feature in there. And I'm like, oh, should I requeue these? Because I'm using missing letter. And again, I love because all I would do to reshare my own content was just schedule it out same image, <laughs> same text, or maybe I throw in a different hashtag, or maybe I add a little bit of text so I don't get that. This has already been published from LinkedIn or Twitter. And so, I, you know, that's where I saw the power in this. So I go, you go to review the campaign and, and a couple things. So the first thing that comes up, right, is the suggested hashtags. And what I love about this, these are my little hacks, by the way, I'll fill them you in. But is first when I look at the hashtags, I think to myself, okay, first of all, I need to grasp. I mean, I understand hashtags, but really I'm like, are there any sites or anything that I can make better use of this? And, and when I look at it, I'm really starting to think about, you know, who am I attracting with these hashtags? You know, I do the whole comment on Instagram with, you know, 30 hashtags after, and, and that blew me away with the engagement because there is a lot of power there. So first of all, the fact that you guys pull up, you know, like three to five, maybe hashtags. I love the fact that you suggest use one to three. You're keeping it as natural and conversational as possible. And then, so once you select the hashtags, and you guys, this is for the audience. It's you just click the garbage can and it's like, nah, I don't want to use that one. And so, but you also get shown how often those hashtags are retweeted. So it's not just me guessing. There is some strategy involved in that. And then when I go in to review the campaigns, so this is what I've been doing, Ben, is I look at it 
And first, you know, you've got for the listeners, there's the image on the left and then the content on the right. And the image, first of all, reminds me that I need to add more images to my posts because if I'm right, it's, it's like there, I'm a huge fan of content and the power of it. And obviously you don't want to put like 50 images in a post, but the formatting and style of that is key because then I'm going to have to work less hard using missing letter. If I take the time up front to make sure that my, my, my posts have a couple images, two, three, maybe. Um, so that was one. And then the other thing, so the, the quote images, and we'll talk about those. You're giving me tweetables that I can go back in and stick in my post because it's not always easy. Like when, when I do an interview like this, like I'll have plenty of tweets to pull from you. Like it's much easier to say, Hey, this is a great quote versus me saying, I'm so quotable. Let me create my own, which I know it's all part of it. But so then I look at what you guys create for me and I can go back in to the the post itself to create a clickable tweet. And so like, I, I just see like content gold from what you guys create. I mean, with you're touching on something that's really key here. And it's this, this principle that you've, you've, you've invested that time and you've written an, an awesome blog post already, whether it's 500 words or 5,000 words, you've written something. And what you're then seeing in some sort of, sort of fashion when you're reviewing the campaign and missing letter are media assets that you can then use, that, that, that assets based on your own content that we're then repurposing and, and, and combining in, a, in hopefully a clever way that helps you then be better at, at market. And, and this is actually something that we're going to see a lot of um, uh, evolutions um, in uh, over, the, over the coming months. This idea that you can, you can write all this, this textual content in your blog post, and then we can create a, a sequence and a, and a, and a, and a suite of um, media assets for you. Your point there about um, it sort of nudging you to, to, to add more imagery to your blog post, well, actually, that's something, that's a problem that we're trying to solve at the moment. So that through the campaign reviewing process, where we create images for you, whether it's the quote style images or whether we're actually soon, we'll, we'll be actually creating, uh, sourcing images for you as well that match the content. It, when, once those are approved, what you're—that's a kind of a signal to us that you're that you, you're, you're approving this collection of media. We'll we'll soon be working on this idea that we can then help you push that back to your actual blog post and complete the circle. So by approving a campaign and missing letter, you'll then get media automatically added back into your blog post to enrich it and make it feel more uh, alive. Uh, if that makes sense. So that's kind of gives you an idea as to, to where we're trying to get to. I'm totally sitting here with my mouth open, like, get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> that is, and, and that, of course, was one of my questions down the road in terms of what's coming. But um, th that's amazing, Ben. And, <clears throat> you know, because a lot of people get stuck with content and the fact that it's like even looking when I review those campaigns, I look at it and I think, Ooh, I could probably dig deeper on this topic because you guys, so, so the image sourcing, it's going to be like contextual, right? So based on the text in the post is what you guys are going to go source. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that, that's that particular work? part of it is, is, is in the early stages of research. Um, but yes, essentially, if, you, if, if you're writing a blog post on, on, on hiking in the mountains, then, then we're probably going to suggest some, um, some mountain based outdoor sort of photos and we'll, we'll, some will be just photos in their own right. Uh, others will be superimposed with 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 extracts and quotes from your um from your blog post as well. So it'll be a combination of things going on there. Holy moly! Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the development of this. When did the idea come? 
And then when were you know when to when was the fruition of like the MVP? So to, okay, I think the idea was probably let's say summer twenty fifteen. I think it was yeah summer twenty fifteen. We then spent a week building the MVP. Um, so we built, designed, um, and deployed um, to a point where it could start taking money. Um, not that we necessarily took money in the first week, but we it was at a point where it was. In, Theory production ready, um, and we wanted to get it out there really, really quickly. I mean, you use the word MVP; it's it's great to hear you say that because that's something that's very close to my heart. The, the minimum viable product. It's this discipline of um, really, you know, what is the minimum amount that you need to do that will satisfy the needs of the market? And I find that really fascinating because um, it keeps you really lean and really focused. Um, so we spent a really, really short amount of time doing a really basic um, MVP. As I say, launched it in one week, um, and we quickly got. Quite good feedback. Um, we made you know a number of changes, and from then we've we've obviously evolved the product, and it looks very very different today than it did back then. Um, so we've been live for about um, sixteen months, something like that. That is awesome. <laughs> that that's amazing. Um, because like I was mentioning, I am partnering on a web app, and I they the development team, and this is somebody who's been in the WordPress space, but it's not a plugin, um, and. It, it's fascinating to me because of what has to happen sort of behind the scenes. Like I'm doing content and marketing, all that, but to understand even setting up, um, you know, servers and how that connects and how you're going to do the processing and whether it's, it's recurring and whatnot. So, um, so did, were there any things when you guys launched the MVP, <clears throat> was there anything that surprised you or that your users were saying we need this or did that getting it out and getting people in sort of dictate the, the so trajectory? I've, I've launched a couple of startups prior to this as well, um, with varying, de varying degrees of success. Um, and I've had more shocks and surprises with those that I can recall than I have with this one, and which is, I don't know whether that's comforting or not, but, but actually in the last 12 months, you know, yeah, I mean, we've had some, you know, we've had qualification and confirmation that, that some of the features that we had lined up were like really in demand, you know, Facebook being, being one of the biggest ones. And so they, it, I think along the way, it's helped us to, um, you know, prioritize things in the right way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think about it. I don't think we've had anything that has major, majorly upset um, our philosophy and thinking around what we should be doing and, and, and sort of stopped us in our tracks. It's rather spookily been in keeping with our vision from the beginning, really. That's fantastic. Well, I loved what you said, too, in terms of, you know, keeping it lean and staying focused. It's, you know, I, you see a lot of tools out there that try to do everything. And it's just, it gets a little bit um, daunting. And I am such a fanatic about, I shouldn't have to hire somebody to use the tools I, I invest in in my business, right? Unless I want to. But for the yeah. most part, yeah. you, you should be able to go in and understand it and deploy it that, you know, so um, when you guys launched, was it with those three platforms? Actually, just Twitter, LinkedIn? Yeah, actually, we launched launch just with Twitter one? initially. Um, and then LinkedIn and Google came a bit later, quite a bit later, actually. You know, so one of the things uh, that I noticed too that it was interesting, and I think you guys emailed me because I would love to be a blog contributor. Is I love your blog strategy. So you have a lot of people contributing. Well, I wouldn't, you know, it's not like this open ended, but where as opposed to just you guys. So what made you decide to approach your, so your content? It, it actually blog? all ties into the exact same philosophy that that, that missing letter is is sort of built upon. This 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 really basic but powerful principle that. If you if you've done something if you've invested that time into something um, or if you or if you have a resource maximize the use of that make it as as, as useful as possible 
um, without reinventing the wheel and et cetera, et cetera. So that's what Missing Letter does. It takes your blog post and it turns, you know, uses that content and turns it into, right, in, 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 into content for you. We apply the same principle to our marketing approach, bizarrely. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that isn't immediately obvious, but when you start thinking about it and when you start thinking in those terms, it starts to become quite obvious. So if you think about it, our, our, our user base are pretty much exclusively bloggers. I mean, that's, that's, we're, we're a, we're a tool, a social media tool for bloggers. Um, and therefore we, we have a ready-made market of people who like to write, who can write. Um, who, who want to um, help a, a product like ours, but also know how to um, market it and, 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 and communicate and all those sorts of things. So we, we, it was quite a natural decision for us to open it up and, and have our, our user base become our contributors. And it kind of cr- cr- completes that circle. They, they, they come in as customers, they write for us, they help us get new customers um, and so on. So it becomes a, a sort of a viral thing. And it's beneficial f- for everyone, of course. It, it wouldn't work if it wasn't. Um, we get to promote them. Um, we get to sort of show the vibrancy within the, the, the blogging community that we have. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a win-win, but it, it helps us immensely um, because it means we don't have to be as as uh, as switched on, if you will, uh, on, on 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 creating the blog content ourselves. Um, we can kind of focus on the product and have our um, our customers help us with the content marketing. Holy moly! I, I just it's it's pretty brilliant. And I, and what, what made me, I don't know, I was thinking about it as as I'm doing this, this content strategy for the web app, because it's me. And for some reason, because it's a, it's, I mean, it's not this huge, you know, it's not for, you know, gardening or something. It's all in the online marketing space, but where I can create content I've been doing on the WordPress trick for a long time, like a new brand, it's kind of like, am I getting redundant? Am I the expert on this? And, and so I look at that in terms of, I, I love the, the contributor factor. Um, so what has been your marketing strategy? And I'd love to hear, you know, cause truly I look at some of these AppSumo deals. I'm like, I, how, how is that profitable or how does that work? You know, I look at some of those. So let's talk about your marketing strategy, you know, and you can jump in. Well, I mean, the short start. answer is that it's, it's yet to be decided. I mean, quite frankly. Um, so just, just sort of, Completing the loop a little bit on, on, on the, on the backstory. Um, so I mentioned at the beginning that, that, you know, in the past, I've been running a, a web agency. Um, actually, <laughs> I, the past is very, very near side. So uh, it's only recently that I've, I've, I've walked away from the agency. Um, and have been able to, to focus my full time on missing letter. Um, so it's been a background project, albeit I've had a full time, um, developer working on it for a while. Um, so as a result of that, I haven't really been able to do much with the marketing in, in a proper sort of sense. So we haven't done any paid ads. We haven't done any sort of click, click through sort of, you know, um, paper click things yet. Um, it's been pretty much organic, um, with word of mouth. We've had a few people who have been amazing advocates who just like yourselves have really brought into the, the power and the elegance of the product, um, and have gone out there and spoken about us at keynotes. Um, you know, they're already on the circuit and doing various social media summits and keynotes, and they've just actively chosen without us asking them to, to, to talk about us. And that's been a, you know, at times it's been a massive help in, in just pushing people through the door and getting, getting our word out there. Um, and that's led on to, you know, people writing about us on, on, um, social media examiner. I think we were on their podcast, not myself, but, but someone else again talking about us. So we've had natural organic, um, uh, uh, mentions, I suppose. And, that's that's all that's 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 what's got us to where we are today so that's not going to maintain us <laughs> you know I, I i now need to now that i'm on this full time i need to now make sure that we you know 
take that up one notch. But um, it's really heartening to see that um, certainly in the early days, um, it's it's grown as a result of the of the of the quality of the product and 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 people's desire to sort of you know talk about us, which is great. Yeah, I which I, I love the organic strategy. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, put as much energy or time and, and effort into organic before you touch paid ads, unless you have deep pockets and can hire a, a you know an ad agency who's really going to set KPIs for you and really target your audience. Because until you really know who that is, uh, I mean, which obviously you guys had an avatar and all that stuff, but um, I, I think the organic strategy is what's going to create a paid strategy when you start stepping into that. Um, you know what I wanted to say too, for the audience, just in case I should have clarified, missing letter is spelled with no E in letter. So it's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-L-E-T-T-R. I just want to make sure if somebody is listening and they don't want to go to the blog post, they can get to it. It's missingletter.com. <laughs> just, well, just to confuse matters, we do that. actually have the one without the missing E as well. So we, <laughs> we have a traditional spelling as well. We did actually, oh, okay. and that was partially was, why was, we, we, we got it without the E, but trying to be slightly clever with play on words. But as you probably guessed, it becomes a bit of a pain to, to, to have to explain there's a missing letter in there somewhere. Ha ha. Um, try and find it. <laughs> <laughs> I just connected that I, I thought That's actually hysterical. of buying a, a bunch of domains, um, all with one letter randomly missing from missingletter.com. Um, and then having it as a bit of a treasure hunt. So you would, you know, go to missing letter with the missing, with the eye from the, from the missing list missing. And it would say almost there, one more, you know, try again. And you'd keep going through and you'd collect these little, Little, uh, little bits of treasure as you go along, then you'd finally you'd find the, the, the correct spelling. Um, I didn't though; it seemed a bit convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a that would be a pretty time intensive um, sort of campaign for Easter eggs. It's like, what could I collect <laughs> along the way to make sure I'm capturing this customer? Yeah, exactly. And not you can see why we abandoned the idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so it, let's talk a little bit <clears throat> about the packages and what you guys are offering and the pricing. Um, and, you know, one thing that I would love any insight from you on this, Ben, because it is very fascinating to me. I think a lot of people look at, um, you know, web apps and tools that they use and it's like, oh, another, you know, another monthly payment where I, I think it's gold now because there are too many times I've done like an annual mm -hmm. or yearly and I kind of forget about it. Um, <laughs> and so I look at pricing and I, I, I'm hoping to do my part in educating people on the value, really, that, I, I mean, the time that missing letters saves me, forget the fact that I got the AppSumo deal, because that would not have deterred me one way or the other. But it's, I, I'm in awe, truly, when you start looking at that and say, okay, what is my time worth? And what is this? And it's a super affordable product. So I don't mean that. But I also learned a lot in terms of Okay, so every time it's doing this, there's a cost. Every time it's doing this, there's a cost because, like I said, this is all new to me. And and so, if you could, you know, talk about how you guys approach that well, and you're, where you're you absolutely right. I mean, it, it, as with any sort of business, whether it's an online business or, or, or more sort of bricks and mortar, you know, a massive part of that is 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 educating the the customers, the customer base about the value and about how to get the most out of the tool, so that you can realize and understand the value. And, and only really when you do that. Can you then justify um, the the cost? And, that, and and that's you know that's fundamentally why why you know we're we're used to having trials now or freemium models so that we can give it a go and and and, and then only when you've sort of what's known as sort of activated once you've once you've done those key things that sh that show that you've you've engaged with the product in the, in the way that the, that the developer design, uh, expected you to only then would you then sort of be expected to sort of convert from the trial to the paid. 
Because until you do get that value and understand it, it, it is just money. And it doesn't, it's almost irrelevant how low or how, how high it is. Um, if, if you're not seeing that value, you will always um, question the cost. So that's more so the angle that we try and approach things. So the pricing actually is, is fairly dynamic in that we, we're, we're not fixed on those prices. Um, they, we, we, we try and actively review them as often as we can, and, and we, we experiment as well quite quite frequently with different prices, sometimes doubling them, sometimes halving them um, to see what, what sort of works and, and, and works in different sort of situations. Um, what we're more keen on is getting our customers to a point of delight. You know, and I, I spoke before about that idea of, you know, if we can have people feel as if we've given them a superpower, um, then we've basically done our job. And what ties into that is 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 that sort of feeling uh, leads people on to to really not question the value, and that's not to be not to say that in a in a way where we're we're trying to get as much as we can, but you know it's about a balance there, and you know there are obviously costs on the back of our our system and servers and et cetera et cetera, but the point being that when they see that value and when they feel that they've been given that superpower. Um, then, then the pricing makes sense. So, so that, that's kind of how we frame things. But our pricing at the moment is, um, you know, so we've got a personal and a business plan as a starting point. Fifteen dollars a month for the personal, forty dollars a month for the business, um, and then we've got three team plans as well, which are more for the, you know, the, either a, prof- a proper professional blogger that has multiple sites with multiple, you know, different sort of campaigns going off at, 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 at one given any given time, um, or the agency model where they're managing multiple blogs for um for clients um so that's yeah that's that's kind of our thinking there uh, i'm not quite sure whether that was exactly the answer you were looking for but i always find it's interesting to talk about the psychology behind it um and and, and uh, you know as a starting point well no that was great and because what's interesting is you know when when we looked at okay how are we going to approach pricing on this and and obviously different tools will have different costs. So it's not like this one size fits all. And I get that. But you know, a lot of um, I I see a lot of tools that use this like X amount of visits or or X amount of leads. And it's like, it's not super clearly defined to the user who's thinking, does that mean somebody who opts into my list, even though this connects to this? Or does that mean page views? Does it's, it's a little bit ambiguous for the user. And so I, I tends, I mean, you guys don't have anything that's like misleading or anything. So it's, it's just interesting to, to kind of have that conversation. And again, it's part of it is, is my intention to get people to start understanding how much time and energy and cost goes into these things. It's not like somebody just creates a piece of software and then they're off just doing support. Like it, it's, which support in and of itself costs a lot of time and money. So um, I, I just think it's, it is. It's and I, I think it comes discussion. back to that educational sort of, sort of requirement. Um, I mean, I, I suppose a customer would probably, you know, you know, any Joe off the street would on balance would prefer a single cost irrespective of, of their usage. So they would want to go to a pricing page and there'd be no verbiage, no, no sort of marketing material or explanations, just a single $10 a month. Click here to buy and you can either have it or you can't. Probably they, they quite like that simplicity, but in the real world, we have different, um, different categories of people having different usages. Uh, or uses of the system um, across the board, you know, and, and, and using it to different volumes and all those sorts of things. And the, the, the irony of it all is that as soon as you start trying to cater um, for those different use cases, you know, people who are, you know, who need 50 social profiles versus those that only need one, um, you have to start explaining things on the pricing page. And that's where 
that confusion then naturally falls in. And then you find that you, you, you're sort of down a bit of a rabbit hole and people are now landing on your pricing page. And because you've now had to separate it into plan A and plan B, and these are the things you get with A and B, by adding those that wording there, you, you add that sense of confusion or you can do. So it's full circle. It comes back to that point of education. And can you, you know, as you were saying earlier, you know, it's, it's all about educating, not just on the, the costs that the business has to incur, but you know, what does that mean for you the person trying to choose the plan, what, what are these things that define this plan? And do you, are we correctly and properly explaining it? And that, that's a real challenge. I mean, even now, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, I think, I think our pricing page is pretty simple, but I would say that because I'm looking at it every day. Uh, but even now you, you we'll get yeah, people going, yeah. what's a campaign or what's a, what's a social profile? Um, which is, which is, you know, it keeps you on your toes and it's, it's all about, refining and simplifying and trying to get it down to its its, its common denominator, you know, its low, lowest common denominator. Um, it's kind of fascinating too. Yeah. And, and cause you, you do, it's like when you're in the thick of it, you sort of forget what people, mm. you know, people don't know what you know. And it's, I still find that even just when I talk about WordPress, it's like, Oh, people don't get some of the basics, right? And, and it's, there's, it's not a judgment, but you just get caught up with where you're at. So, you know, one thing I'm looking at, um, so I have to ask you is with the team, you have something called external campaigns. What, what is the external well, case campaign? Case in point, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> By putting the words in there, we've, we've, we've opened it up to, um, to confusion. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, so this is a new feature. So external campaign approvals is where, you know, take this scenario where you're you're a consultant or, or an agency sort of model, and you manage um, marketing for or social marketing for for a, a client or two. Um, but in this scenario, you need them to approve um, content before you send it out. So in this case, you you want them to approve a campaign, so twelve months worth of content. So in the world of missing letter, you would review your campaign as normal, um, but on the last step before you click approve, which would ordinarily activate it and start sending it out almost straight away, um, you can enter an optional email address of someone externally. So by external, we mean someone who doesn't necessarily have a missing letter account and who doesn't need a missing letter account um, that you want to then approve and review um, the campaign that you've maybe tweaked and, and, and sort of sent on to them. Um, it's a little bit like um, Dropbox where you share a file, um, you, the person you share that file with doesn't necessarily need to have a Dropbox account because it's a unique, um, secure URL. So we kind of do a similar thing here, and it will send that email, that, that URL to you, um, and then you're there invited to review it. And if you're happy, click go. And if you're not happy, you can add a comment, uh, and that goes back to the master account holder, and then they can either tweak or edit the campaign and send it back again, or they can just click, click approve and, and send it off. Okay, so like a, a, a case use example maybe is that if I have a podcast interview yeah, and I want sure. the guests yeah. to approve the campaign. Any that so you I'm want like, oh, to just okay. have a look in on the, on the campaign before you, you sort of sequence it out. So let, let me ask you, I want to circle back a little bit to the AppSumo deal. Because again, I love them, but as somebody stepping into software, it's like, how does that like... <laughs> Fill me in on your experience and how it worked and, and where yeah, it's, where it's, it's a really guys. interesting one. You, you, you almost, you almost don't want to think about it too much because you, 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 you need to take it on face value as a, as a business owner and, and see it for the benefit that it brings and the good it brings um, and not think about the downside. So the downside is that um, they take, and I, I, I can't reveal the exact numbers, but they take a very, um, healthy on from their part uh 
portion of the revenue. Um, so we get a very small amount of that. Um, but they have access to a million, close to a million people. So, you know, market talks and, and exposure talks and, and it certainly does in this case. So the downsides are that we take a small cut. Um, there's a huge amount of customer support, which is very time consuming and very, very costly. Um, in our case, we had to, to spin out number of new servers to handle the demand, which we knew we'd have to do at some point anyway, but it sort of kind of brings that to the fore. Um, but, but as I say, you can think about these things and think, oh, you know, we've got to pay more for servers and we've suddenly now got to do a bit more support. And we've now got these people on, on the site for, you know, eternity um, uh, that, that aren't going to give us another, another dollar. But those aren't the things to be thinking about because the positives far outweigh the, the negatives. And, and what, I, what I found from this is a really amazing genuinely amazing powerful community of people who are passionate like yourself who who get the product who get the space and that's really really important for someone who's looking to you know push into a market get exposure learn from customers you know you want customers that understand the market that you're, you're, you're you sort of serve um and they're genuinely good people um so that's the really great thing and it's given us some cash in the bank as well which means that we don't have to go out there necessarily and and uh, and, and get some investments and all those sorts of things so it's it's great. I mean, it, and it's the law of numbers. So we can now, with with a high degree of certainty, send out a question if we needed to to our community, and and get a statistically meaningful response. You know, um, so I I wouldn't recommend this necessarily for a a. I think it's you kind of need the sweet spot actually. I wouldn't recommend it for for a startup that has literally just launched, um, because I think there is a certain expectation of. Of, of production readiness that um, the AppSumo um, uh, community expect. Maybe you can talk to that more than I not more than I can. Um, and I wouldn't also recommend it if you're a bit more mature because you don't necessarily need um, the cost that it will bring in the long term. Um, and, and equally, you probably don't need the cash injection up front because if you're mature, you'll probably have the cash flow that that you need at that stage. Um, but if you're in between that, um, it's it can be really really powerful. Yeah. Do you mind me? Do you want to share yeah, like, so how many we, users are brought in? So we you? haven't quite finished yet. We've got another 24 hours or so, maybe 36 hours to go. Um, and we've brought in about 3,000 um, new customers in the last five, six days. That is fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, you know what I was thinking as you were saying that about the community for AppSumo? You guys, uh, it was the first time I oh, left yeah. a comment on the <laughs> offer page. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I'll go in, I'll do the little taco reviews, but I'm like, that was the first time I left a comic because I was so excited. I'm like, I just aren't using this. I have to interview. I have to interview you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's fantastic. And again, like I, I, it was one of the first, I, I had to do a video. I'm like, I got to show people how to use this. Um, you know, so I love that. So can you just kind of share a little bit again with what's coming? We went through that pretty quickly in the beginning. So, um, if you could now, and really quickly, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but you guys are using, correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw like a roadmap. Mm. There's a, a roadmap yeah. soft, right? Yeah. So I was looking at the roadmap. So which people all link to that in the show notes also. Um, but yeah, if you, if you could just sort of run down again, what's coming and what sure. you guys yeah. have so planned. For the this. obvious one is Facebook and that, as, you, as we were talking about before, will be, will be live certainly by the time this podcast goes out. Pinterest, which sticking on the theme of, uh, uh, of, of social networks. Um, Pinterest will be uh, coming about within about four weeks of, of, of Facebook going live. And then Instagram will more than likely, unless we can find a clever way of doing this, will more than likely come at the end of the year, um, simply because we need to launch our mobile app first to make that a, a more meaningful 
um, uh, integration just because of the way Instagram let you sort of schedule or don't let you schedule um, uh, content moving forwards. But we, we'll, we'll do some research and we may be able to bring that forward, but to manage expectations, you know, I think it's safe to say by the end of the year. And then networks aside, we have some pretty cool stuff that we're thinking about here. So they, they, they kind of fall into, I think, three core categories or, or three most interesting features, let's say. Number one is a, a, a brand new branding manager. So we spoke before about um, the software currently creating quote style images that, 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 that look like a speech bubble with your face or your um, logo, whatever you prefer, with your name or the brand name next to it that shows you a branded um, bit of bit of media that you can then include, and we include automatically, of course, in our campaigns. Um, the branding manager will give you a full control over over the branding of that. So you'll be able to change the, the the theme entirely, the color, the background color, the font. The you'll be able to live edit those as well if you if you don't like the the content that we put in there. So you can create your own media assets if you needed to. Um, so that's that's going to be pretty cool. Um, and uh, then the schedule manager, which will let you. Just tweak and customize the schedule or the campaign length and duration that we we have by default. So as I referred to before, our default campaigns are 12 months long, which are then split out into nine bits of social content. So nine points at which we will send out social content, um, which for the reasons I gave before, we think is really important because it creates a natural spread, um, non-spamming and all those sorts of things. But the reality is that there are a million reasons why you might not want that. Um, I think the majority of the times it works really, really well, but you might have something that is evergreen now, but maybe not so in, in, in sort of six months' time. So it's, it's, it's a bit more topical, let's say. Um, you might have something that actually wants to needs to run for more than 12 months with a slightly different frequency. So we'll be adding controls to let people just, just sort of customize and define for their own needs um, what those campaign durations, frequencies, and auto-repeat settings might be. Um, and then finally, we spoke before about what else can we do with the content that we, you know, the media that we're creating based on your own content. What can we do with that that helps you save even more time elsewhere? And, and, and one of those things that we'll be doing is is having a plugin that you can just drop in, just like you would with Google Analytics or something like that. That you'll drop into your your blog post um, template, your WordPress template, whatever it might be. And when you for every blog post that people then view we will automatically check with uh, your missing letter account to see whether there are any approved campaigns for that blog posts. And if there are, we know that there are approved bits of media because every campaign has its own media and text and imagery and quotes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we will dynamically inject that into your blog post to, to sort of flesh it out, to make it look more appealing, both in an imagery and creativity sort of sense, but also give you that immediate um, social sharing um, clickability but using your own content um so that's that's i mean there's a lot of other stuff that we've got planned but those are three examples of things that um we think will work really really well yeah i love that the injection of your own stuff back into your own content is huge there's there's a couple things that came to mind um as you were talking about this i you know I'm doing this um, down the road. This is not to promote this, but like a, a membership on content creation. And it's like, I'm listening to everything you're doing. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to do like 10 tutorials on how to take what Missing Letter does for you to create additional content. Two things that came to mind. 
was a slideshow. I think that you could easily take some of the content and build a, a quick slideshow out for SlideShare that provides value and connect it. The other thing is even is videos without doing, you know, like, I don't mean like a boring PowerPoint, but there's a couple, you've got Animoto that now does square videos, or you've got, uh, there's a phone app called Ripple that you can do these square photos. So you can alternate with like a quote, a, a photo, a quote, whatever, but you guys are essentially saying here, go do this. Um, and so there's like, multiple mediums of content that can be pulled from the assets that you guys are creating. Yeah. And, and it all ties into this idea that you, you invest in one medium, you've written the long form, leave the rest to us. We'll, we'll slice it up and dice it up and give you loads of different options, automatic and otherwise that let you then market and do stuff with it. Whether, as you say, I mean, the slideshare thing is a great example. It's, it's, it's a platform that people want to, you know, in some cases are really, really important. Um, whether it's, it's, it's those videos you mentioned, there's so many different ways that we can, we can slice up that content and distribute it into different channels that, that prevent, you know, that mean that you don't have to have spent that time doing it in the first place. You've already written the content. Let's now do something really cool with it. Right. And it's, it's what happens too often. I know for myself, as I go to write a piece of content, it's done and it's like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm reinventing the wheel sometimes to repurpose it. So this way, the automation piece that you guys are doing, it's just, and it spurs this whole new creativity thing. There's two other things that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw we're, we're coming with from within the dashboard was um, a calendar view, right? So you can see right now there's a, a list view essentially of, of what's scheduled, but there's a calendar. Yeah. View and so it's, um, do that. so with the calendar view, we'll, we'll also come the ability to add custom one-off bits of bit, bits of social content or so tweets or Facebook posts or whatever. Um, and so at the moment you can, you, we only create campaigns essentially. And I say only, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there, but we only create campaigns. And, but, but actually the reality is that you probably, probably want to inter, intersperse those with custom tweets that just sort of pad out the calendar. And, you know, if you're seeing you've got a gap because two campaigns are, are sort of too far apart, you might want to just add manual um individual bits of bits of social content so the calendar will, will bring with it that as well which should be which should be quite cool yeah i'm just such a visual geek i love to see the calendar view and then the other thing is what about um there were i thought i saw something and i'm i'm hoping i'm not totally uh you know <laughs> speaking out of turn here but in terms of sort of reporting yeah so uh, i think after facebook the next meaningful thing we'll be delivering will be um, a weekly, I mean, it'll start off as a weekly um, email report that will, will basically let you know how many clicks you've received and a bit of a breakdown based on where those clicks have come from country-wise and those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're really sort of focused in on this idea that, of course, you know, we've got to start reporting on a bit of ROI and show people that there is a, there is a benefit there and that actually it comes back to that point we were talking about before about education and having people maybe just think a bit more about the, the content that they're creating in the first place and how they might then improve that moving forward so that they can Im improve these key metrics like, like clicks and, and, and views of their, of their blog posts. Yeah. God, Ben, I'm so excited for you guys. I really am. I think you've built an amazing tool. It's, I love it visually too. Aesthetically, it's gorgeous. It's, it's clean. It's easy to use. Um, there's no, <laughs> you know, ambiguous language. So I'm just, I'm super happy we connected. Well, thank you so much. Really likewise, excited for really, you guys. really pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Um, all right, guys. So you know the drill. Just hang on a second and I will have all the links. Everything will be in the show notes. I cannot recommend this tool enough. And if you feel inclined, of course, I'd love a review. But again, check out missingletter.com. Again, all the links will be in the show notes. Stay tuned for those again. Thanks, everybody.
All right, guys, it's been a little bit since I recorded the interview with Benjamin, but I have to tell you, I have been using Missing Letter and OMG. This thing is a game changer. Um, I am super excited. As of this the recording of this outro, the Facebook integration is out. It works like a charm. I love it. Uh, I think the calendar view is is right around the corner, too. So, you guys, I'm loving this. It's fantastic. Uh, so, go to the WPChick.com forward slash missing letter. And that's L-E-T-T-R for letter. Um, I actually have both redirects. So if you spell it correctly, it's going to go there too. You guys are going to love this though. I, I'm a huge fan of CoSchedule. You guys know that. But Missing Letter has really upped this <laughs> for me, so to speak. So as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. I love you tons and would love a review on iTunes if you have not gotten there yet. So uh, until next time, have a fabulous week. <laughs>